Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We're here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today by retired nice girl Sim, and with me is retired nice girl Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Now, for long-time listeners, you may have noticed that Sonia is no longer the expert main friend. Unfortunately, she has retired that role, if you listened to our last Sticky Week episode, because I just feel like, Sonia, you're just not mean anymore. You're welcome, you know. Thank you. I just think (laughs) we've both softened and good for us, but we were just, we were a lot more black and white, a lot more dump him, get rid of him like it's over. But I think this is what maturity looks like. Yeah, I think this is what getting older looks like and discovering that the world is not filled with black and white situations. There's a lot of grey. And yeah, if this isn't growth for both of us, I don't know what is. I don't know what is either. I mean, I'm sad, like RIP the nastiness of our responses from back in the day, but hopefully we are better people for this. (laughs) We've really grown with the audience, which is what I really love. Agreed. It's been a good two years. Now, this week's episode is a sticky one and one that I think a lot of people might be able to relate to. There's no drama. Unfortunately, it is more of a practical sticky situation, but we love them all. So keep sending them through. Dear Sim and Sonia, I'm not too sure how sticky this is, but I bought a home this year in Christchurch. So now I have a large mortgage for a solo person around 400000 I have hex debt, which is Australian student loan debt of around 30000 back in Australia. And I'm trying to balance paying that off as much as my mortgage as quickly as possible while still trying to live and have several international trips next year. There's my mum's 60th, there's a friend's wedding, and these are things I really want to attend. How do you get this balance right? I'm on an average-ish income of around $70,000, but I do earn bonuses too. Please help. I'd just like to echo what I said on the start of this episode, like the world is filled with gray what would have old Sonia said in this situation old Sonia would have been like I get that you have FOMO in certain situations but you also now have obligations that you've undertaken like sure you can do one or two trips but like you've got a mortgage you've got student loan debt like what do you want to do that would be an old Sonia I love this question because it gets into a dilemma that I think we all have, which is, especially as young people, you kind of want to do it all. Like we're like, I want the home and I want the career, but I also want to be able to do several international trips. Because she's studied in Australia, I can't imagine that she's saying the wedding's in Italy and my mum's birthday's in America. Like these are probably international trips to like Australia or nearby places, but We really just have this culture of like, we can do it all and we should be able to do it all. And I just, I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. I think younger Sonia would have definitely wanted to do it all as well. Like I would see all these different lifestyles on social media because that's the thing. You look at all these different ways of, you know, living and just being and you're like, I want to do this. You know, I could really buy a cottage in the middle of the woods and live my best cottage core life. Or I could just take a few years off to travel with all my savings. Or I could really 
hunker down and get a mortgage and just, you know, grind away for a few years. And, you know, there's like so many different paths your life can take. And I think that is beautiful. I think that life with all of its problem solving and like all of the paths that you can take, it just goes back to, damn, why am I feeling like this? Like, why do I feel so left out? Or why do I feel like I'm not enough because I'm seeing, you know, my friends living different lives or, you know, people on social media really trying to sell you a particular life. And it's just so overwhelming. I do not get FOMO anymore. Do you not? Like, what did you do? Help me. (laughs) I think I've just been doing like a lot of grit work lately in terms of like what I want, what I want to do for like the next few years, like why I haven't been happy with particular things the past few years. And it's just, see, what works for me might not work for you, but I really had to sit down and be like, I could do these three things next year which path am I going to take and just kind of have to deal with like the consequences and maybe are you gatekeeping how you got rid of FOMO it's just it sounds so boring when I say it okay well sure that's fine (laughs) you heard it here first folks Sonia's over FOMO but you'll have to pay to find out how (laughs) Let me just clarify. I don't think I will never feel FOMO again. I think the feelings of FOMO are less intense because I'm more secure in the decisions that I'm making. And I understand that my life can take like a few different paths, but it's again, just reevaluating what do I want and why haven't I been happy the past few years? And every single path that you take is going to have its own thing in terms of consequences, in terms of bad things happening or things not going 100% perfectly or your way. There's no perfect or right path that you can take and the the path can change like a hundred different times. It's just whatever path that you do take or whatever decision that you do make, the grass is always going to look greener on the other side. And even if you think that you've made the most perfect decision, you're going to look at like what else you could have done or what other people are doing and you're going to be like, damn, what if I did this? Yeah, but you didn't, you know? Okay. I get where you're coming from. I'm getting very hyped up about this because I just feel so passionate. It's a passionate topic. Like, why shouldn't we? I think the social media aspect of it is so strong for me and it's helped me so much to unfollow certain influences and just like public figures because they perpetuate a life to me or a lifestyle to me that I just know is like bad for me to look at. Like, there's one thing to be like, I am inspired by this person or I'm inspired by this businesswoman and it's so cool it's another thing to be like oh everyone I follow is jet setting across the world all the time and I want that too and if I don't have that like you're almost going to run yourself into debt trying to like follow a lifestyle that maybe isn't your current lifestyle or isn't you know what you can afford there was something I heard once and it just stuck with me and it was like why do we normalize traveling overseas every single year Like that is not a sustainable thing to do financially. You have to have a certain amount of money to be able to go, yeah, I'm dropping $7,000 every single year to go to an overseas trip, take time off work, have that flexibility and still do all the other financial things I want to do, like buy a home or update my car or, you know, gift to my family and donate. Like that is a very, very hard lifestyle. 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of a card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And I want to get into that first because to me, and this is going to be, I guess my tough love is coming out in this episode. Maybe I'm the expert mean friend today. You've got a lot of goals, our listener, and that's amazing. You want to pay off your mortgage quickly. You want to pay off your hex debt quickly, which makes sense because it's inflation adjusted and inflation is high. You want to travel to see your mother for her birthday, of course, and travel to see your friends for their weddings and both of these overseas trips. But we've only got a limited amount of money right now to do that. And so the question is not, how do I do it all? I think the question realistically is what is important to me to do first and what are things that I can do later? And that's going to be different for different people. I personally value certain things more than others. I would see my mother. I would, you know, pay off my hex debt, but maybe I would forego that wedding or maybe I would, you know, put a pause on giving extra payments to my mortgage because my mortgage and my student loan will be like a 30-year journey, whereas my mother's birthday, I know she's only going to be here for, you know, not forever. That's how I look at it. But it's that understanding of you cannot do it all right now. And if you want to do it all, then that's that conversation of, well, then what do I do in my job to increase my salary so that I have more money to do everything I want? Mm. Which is not the nicest answer. I think that's like, I would cry if someone said that to me, but I think that's just the truth of it. But then like, what do you want to hear? You know, damn, I'm sorry, (laughs) but I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of prioritize what you want to do. And if you do want to do all of those things, that's great because you identified a solution. Like you want to do all of those things and you don't want to negotiate, you know, those events. Okay. That's great. But then you need to figure out how to increase your income so you can do all of those things. I think This is very practical advice. I think we could go deeper into FOMO, deeper into social media, deeper in terms of the paradox of choice and just all of these different things. But at the end of the day, balance, because this is not also asked about balance, like how do you get the balance right? Balance, I feel like, is just one of those performative words that people throw out there like every second sentence whether you're talking about a job whether you're talking about like social media or whatever balance looks different to everyone like balance to me might be different for you you know and that just comes with prioritizing your tasks and prioritizing what you want to do I think you can definitely do it all I think you just need to know 
how to increase your income. Something I've also noticed, and I think people use this to comfort themselves and to self-soothe, is that they try to think that other people who are making the choices that they maybe are not making, that they're unhappy in those choices or like their life isn't like that actually. Like when you see lifestyles on social media or you see influencers live their best lives, people like to tell themselves stories to make themselves feel better. Like, oh, maybe this person isn't happy. Oh, they're going to have like all these troubles. What that other person is doing is not your business. You should feel empowered and good and safe and happy with the decisions that you are making in yourself and not with like all these external factors around you it's really really hard to do I wasn't always like this I think when I saw people like traveling or like going around Europe I also used to be like yeah but what if they have a sore tummy you know what if their feet are sore like they're probably not as happy they're probably super tired and I'm just like just calm down, you know? You're just jealous because you're not traveling. I used to do that too. I used to be like, oh, it's probably like credit card debt. That's how they're affording it. Whereas I can only go with cash. So that's why I'm not on holiday. And it's like, absolutely. Like you, we're just saying this. We're being haters. That's what we're doing. You need self-awareness to identify those things about yourself because the stories that you're telling It's going to lead to bitterness and some resentment building. And at the end of the day, you're trying to self-soothe, but you're doing it in a way that's going to cause you more damage or inflict or project what you're feeling onto others. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to project. So I think in conclusion with this episode, we're trying to say that in terms of balance, you need to figure out what that means to you if after reflecting and trying to prioritize your tasks or the things that you want to do in the next year. If you want to do it all, great. Your game plan should be, how do I increase my income to do said things? Yeah, it might be tweaking your budget as well. If you can't increase your income or you don't have time for a side hustle, it's just, yeah, I just feel like there's going to be some sort of negotiation either way. Oh, absolutely. And that kind of leads to the one actionable step that I think we can provide for this episode, which is do set out an annual budget where you list down your income, all your expenses that you expect for the year. And there's a lot of great budget templates online if you just type in free budget template like annual. And then at the end, you'll get a number and it will say, hey, at the end of the year, if you stick to this budget, you'll have $10,000 cash. And then that's for you to decide and divvy out. Well, okay, I can put like 2000 towards paying off this, 5000 towards this trip, and that leaves me with, you know, a few thousand left and what do I want to do with that? Therefore, you're intentionally choosing what you want to do and you're balancing it that way and you're allowing yourself and forgiving yourself for maybe not being able to do everything you want now, but hopefully that is fuel to, you know, continue on your financial journey so eventually you are at a place where you can do all of those things and not have to worry about your money that would be the goal so i feel like that's probably a great place to wrap this up but as always if you have a sticky money situation send us a dm on instagram or send us an email at hello at girlsthatinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode all right till next time sonia till next time sim bye